This is our fourth episode. I don't know if it's going super well or not because I haven't shared any of my works yet as of today. Um, so it's been a great week. Uh, not so much different from the last week maybe because every day feels the same. Uh, however, I had time to read an article by someone I knew in college and his name is Dagnatro. He's a few years senior of me, of mine. Mm. So uh, I think he, I'm not sure, I'm not so sure about what he did and what he does at the moment, but I know that he studied law because we went to the same school and he's some kind of doctor. And he wrote this very comprehensive article about uh, COVID-19's effect on persons with disability. Here's his article by sharing the story that happened a week before somewhere in Ethiopia where a blind person has immolated himself. And it's such a sad story because I'm not sure if it was a form of protest from the guy's side. Uh, but it tells how he felt very isolated and he couldn't do it anymore. And it wasn't like he had a mental issue or it was a depression or, you know, it wasn't any mental health related matter that he killed himself. But it was because, like, he was disabled and he couldn't get the help he needed. And uh, the only way out he saw was to kill himself. And the way he did it is such... A statement and I'm not so sure that it was covered a lot because I was talking to my dad the other day and I was telling him about it and he didn't hear about it and it made me a bit sad because my dad reads a lot and listens to the radio and whatever but the news did not report this news where a blind person killed himself because he couldn't get the right help he needed in this time of Corona. I was uh, reading this article. I was reminded about this vendor called Mohammed from Tunisia, uh, Jasmine Revolution, which I find is a very cute name for the most significant movement in the world, and it brought about a change from started from Tunisia. It went all the way to Syria. And of course, what makes that revolution very interesting to me is because it was a grassroots movement, right? People were using social media and just saying enough to this 20, like to this 100 years uh, old of ruling. And it was time for, for them to go. And it was people wanted change they ask for it. I will stop by saying they ask for it because after years and years, I don't think the revolution was, well, I mean, if the, the, the want or like the, the need of the people was to throw, uh, throw out the governments that were there, that was accomplished. Most of them were kicked out and lots of them were killed. 
but as a country if it was change that was uh, needed I can't say change was achieved because millions of people have been uh, homeless uh, and they have been refugees uh, country like if you see Syria is not a country anymore the world has changed its trajectory because of that revolution uh, but the power of the people was seen and that is very very inspiring to see you know and sometimes uh, after that we've seen uh, the Ethiopian people trying to do the same with this movement called Kero and they believe they have uh, they have changed the power of EPRDF with our new Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and so uh, every time there is a movement and that's caused that doesn't have uh, an ownership it feels like yeah there's a change but it's complicated because revolutions are easy to start and it's easy to demolish something but rebuilding is always hard and we don't we haven't seen the start of the the rebuilding of countries rebuilding of a system and uh, sometimes it's it's confusing to me uh, when we fight for something and not having an end goal it always scares me because again uh, there would be a change of power uh, but the hurt will continue and there will be more people hurt and in any in any scenario always the disabled the poor will be hurt more because those with power for example an able-bodied person in terms of in, in cases of war he can just walk out and become a refugee because being a refugee sometimes also is a privilege because most people won't make it out and in terms of women also women will suffer more they'll go back to like lawlessness is never fun because it always hurts the vulnerable group of the community and vulnerable people the number would always increase because there would be more people who loses their sight their hearings their legs and the post-traumatic stress is unmanageable uh, so it's not always fun to see a revolution uh, so I always have like two side uh, two opinions about it I love them but at the same time I hate them and not okay hate it might be a strong word and I try to not use it but as much as I want to see the world change I would like to have like a concrete uh, plan that comes after a change because building something is harder than taking it down and so going back to the article that I read um, it was very sad and it made me emotional because of COVID-19 this blind man who lived in Dredoa a region in Ethiopia uh, has been isolated and he wouldn't find any help for his day-to-day -day existence and his only way out was burning himself and that wasn't killing yourself is not an easy decision to make it's very hard uh, we've been I mean a lot of us went through lots of mental health issues 
uh, be it temporarily that are caused by losing a job or losing a family we lose our self-esteem and now and then every now and then and so we get depressed and we always think about like taking one's life might be a solution but reaching that point that turning point when you say I had enough is such a statement by itself and to say I'm gonna burn myself I find it horrifying and so he didn't pass away right away he went to the hospital where he died after a few days and that must be like uh, uh, agonizing pain and I'm sure I want like I wanted to talk about that for a bit because I didn't want for his uh, for his act to be forgotten uh, yeah, it's sad. We talk. We don't even talk about it. The media won't cover it because it's not sensationalized. Because it's not fun. Because it signifies a failure in the community, in the government, and in NGOs, and then everyone who uh, claim to work for persons with disability. It really signifies our failure as a community. And the fact that I don't even know his name and his, not, his name is not mentioned in that article uh, makes me sad a little. Uh, but I mean, I, I understood his pain because COVID-19 is sort of like the, what's an antithesis? Antithesis to uh, an activism for persons with disability because or our or all our lives we fight for inclusion and this uh this phenomenon is now forcing us to tell people to social distance and social distancing um does not take into account uh how it will be for people with disability uh, washing hands, as simple as that sound, could be very hard in countries like where there is no water. It's not easy to be disabled where there is no, uh, where you can't get into every toilet just to wash your hands. And it's not, yeah, it's a bit frustrating to talk about how much inaccessibility is an issue in Africa. It just makes me sad. And so, it's just, it's just, it's a failure all around. And it makes me upset that we didn't do better as a community uh, for a person just to, uh, like, to do the bare minimum, like to make sure that people with disability are able to wash their hands. It's, it's, it's a bit frustrating. And maybe I'm going to be super emotional. So I will stop talking about this now. And then maybe I will continue talking about it on the next episode because I think this is very important that I tell a story of a guy who lost his life and so that he's not forgotten and so he doesn't just become a statistics. And Welcome to the podcast, Laura. How are you? How's your day? Thanks. Good day. Happy to talk to the podcast. Exciting to make my debut. So Netflix gives us this documentaries about different people and sometimes we get to see ourselves in them 
and sometimes we just learn from them sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're scary but they have this uh i think it's very good programming that's going on in netflix and yesterday we saw this uh, documentary about trans people it's called disclosure and we had such a, a mixed feeling about it one we're very happy for the existence of those kinds of documentary and then we felt like it wasn't uh, i did i like for me personally i didn't get the what i wanted because i wanted to learn about uh transgenders and how how it is to be a trans woman or men and how the world sees them and what would they want the world to see them as but in that documentary i just saw like a collection of obvious films that we all know and we all hate that are forming our views but at the same time we saw this beautiful films that we are attached to that shaped us as a human and they were just not happy with them and so for me i don't know i don't know what to take from that programming i think like especially between us you are much more you have so much more experience with like activism and it wasn't a boring experience it was nice to see them all pretty people just talking about their experiences right very much and i think it's actually what they did very well is show us their perspective especially because they used movies that we all love mm. and and things we probably would have never seen from that side and it's it's them showing us what it meant to them or how it shaped them or what ideas it gave them mm. i think that's really important for the world to hear and and to learn from that um to not make movies that way because the only reason why it was made that way in the first place is because people weren't aware of what it meant to trans people and they weren't including trans people in the in the process of making it was just a very one-dimensional view mm. and because we don't have that experience we didn't see the movies like that so it, it was very hard for them and through this documentary they can show us what it means for them we can learn Mm, do you want to talk about how Ace Ventura and other movies, which we find hilarious all the time, and rewatch over and over again, and then uh, what it meant for them when they explain the puking part of everything? Uh, did you learn anything from that? How was that for you to see? Well, it was the way they edited it, the way they put a lot of the same scenes in 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 a row uh it shows what it did to them uh, to to have that image over and over again and and they showed how one movie started with a guy physically getting sick puking uh the minute he discovered that what he thought was a woman was uh yeah was trans or was like uh, physically still part male and and that his response to that was to puke uh and how a lot of other movies kept that image alive and and that became sort of the standard for what happens when someone uh has shows a different gender than what you expect mm. or something like that and i think it really showed that for them that that's the image that society has of trans people it will make you will make them puke and I think that must be really hard to grow up with that kind of image of yourself. 
like people uh people's reaction for what is not normal in their world is always recoil and they are we are like they find us repulsive right whether you're gay like the sex act they find if you ask everyone about gay sex they always say like oh it's the most disgusting thing how can you like to be da 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 like they try to explain how inserting things and da 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 is like and they never understand like the mental the mental like the under like the 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 mental perception of us for us the way they talk about us you know if they start saying like oh gay sex is horrible and then we start seeing ourselves in the prism of other people right like and so it's always uh educational but like i mean it's not okay i'm gonna say this it's not necessarily educational or a new view that i got from the documentary right i understand what it means to be shown uh what you don't see yourself as and of course for me i know how people see me like a black person you're disabled and you're gay and people would see you in a in a very small like in a very tunnel vision kind of way and it's hard to come out of that box that people put you in but uh i i i felt i always feel sad because people see trans people like really like in a disgusting and like in a phys- like i don't know where they get it but obviously and apparently this ace venture well, I think that's what yeah, but that's what they try to show us, like how much stronger. Uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, minorities or people that are outside the norm that that are referred to l- to it makes me sick, but saying it makes me sick and fi- uh, seeing someone uh, visibly be sick after seeing someone that you identify with or could identify with that that's such a powerful image and especially when you're younger imagine what that does to your brain and to your view of yourself yeah. and I th- it's okay <laughs> i think it's also in balance to the lack of positive images yeah. you know like if there were a lot of positive images and then mainstream media tried to make it negative okay then you have choices but in this sense especially people who grew up in an age where there weren't a lot of media around it's it's a really a uh, strong image that stays with you and that shapes you in a big way. I think I feel stupid whenever I say I want to know more about trans people and I want to understand and stuff. It's not like in terms of researching and like because I don't understand them like I see them as someone else, but I just feel like if I know more, I could explain to other people more because I have like uh, more people that I feel like I should teach. And so I've learned a lot about trans people and how they were perceived in old ages and stuff. And so my reference is always like, um, we have the like uh, eunuchs. They are like, uh, uh, like the third gender. Like these ones are the ones that don't, they cut off their uh, men genitalia so they can serve their queens and their masters but they do act as a trans uh, representation sort of but even though and again like being trans is not a sexual thing it's an uh, it's who you are sort of like you're a woman or a man and tra- trapped in another people's body and of course people do identify with that in different scenarios because most of us we feel like we're trapped and of course as long as it's not uh 
genetics we can come out of those boxes but if you're trans it's kind of hard unless you are you living your own truths and you find your own body but so i try to find like positive uh representation on on earth and in south america and also in india and in different religions trans people were revealed revered as a goddesses and gods and they're like you have to touch them like they're like little people if you touch me i would be rich and stuff like that so that it's like there is a lot of positive things but because of the christianity growing and like people having certain ways of life and then they just change the world into this hateful world and it's a bit sad that you see how world was better when we were just people but then this modernization thing takes away the the freedom that uh, minorities have in the world and then we find ourselves being shaped by this random thing why why does ace ventura matter to me that much like you know but people do see it and millions of people identify with it and then they would say all oh, trans people oh yuck and it's painful to see that too it is okay <laughs> No, but I think it's um, what I wanted to say was that I think in in the situations that you described it just now, it's just not good that uh, people outside of that group mm. take control of the narrative and of of the way they're being seen. You know, like of course it's better to be seen as a goddess than to be seen as something that repulses people. But at the same time, as much as little people aren't like good luck charms. Trans people aren't like rub me for good luck kind of things. You know, they're they're people and they're humans. And, and in the end, that's, I think, what we should strive for, that that's how they're seen. And I think it's good that you say you want to learn about them, even though the choice of words <laughs> can, be <laughs> can be a bit, yeah, horrendous. But <laughs> how to say horrendous on the pod. No, but I think it's good you want to learn and and you want to ask questions and you want to get to know people because I think in the end um, you do it also from your own knowledge of what it's like to be a minority or, or, you know, a marginalized group. And in the end, any suppression for any group is is the same for other groups and, and it should all, it should never just be black lives matter it should be black trans lives matter too and so you you should want to know about like trans experiences and what it's like to be a trans person and how the world can be better for trans people so i think it's very important that we we learn about each other um just don't do it from the perspective of how does things work after a surgery and stuff you know it's about it's about getting to know each other as people and and working together and making the world a better place. Yes. I mean, I don't mind knowing about the sex part, but yeah, okay. But everyone wants to know pervert. Everyone wants to know about your sex parts too, so <laughs> it's only fair to return the question. <laughs> no, I don't like uh, I mean, uh when people want to know about disability, right? We want I always say like ask me so you know. Because I people have like this uninformed uh, outlook on things, and because they don't know people in person, they just assume what is it, 
what does it mean for other people in their own eyes, which is never true. And movements like uh, For Us by Us, I think are very important, but sometimes they're very limiting, right? Like, and I just wanted to, to, to know more about uh, different types of people and different kinds of oppression on earth so we can work together and we should never forget uh, when we fight for one, we are fighting for all. And it doesn't mean that it takes it takes away, it negates from other people's fight. But we should always be aware of the plight of other people because, like you say, a one one group of people suffering should be a suffering of all. One person's death should be a failure of all of us because we should speak and be there for one another. Yes, and in the end, it should never be a battle between uh, do black people have rights or do trans people have rights or do gay people have rights or do people with disability have rights. It's It should be all. And like your struggle is my struggle if we're both facing the same. Uh, overall, it was a nice experience for us. Uh, again, it wasn't what I wanted. No, it's not what I wanted. It's like I wanted more. I felt like the... The trans issue should not be put in one hour documentary because it's such deep, uh, deep subject that we want to know more. But I want people to know more as well. See a lot of I, I don't know. It just needed something. I can't really say what it is, but I wanted more. But like you said, maybe it was an encore. Maybe it was like Netflix introducing us to these awesome people and like this being like the the first step towards them actually getting a, a the stage to to tell their stories properly yeah. i mean they showed us quite some things already about trans history especially in media in this in this case and i think it would be awesome if netflix would give them more space to to actually show tell their stories tell their histories and and like yeah make more space for them to tell the story in detail and like maybe one positive thing on top of positive positive thing was that uh, every time people spoke there we would try to learn their names so we can google them or we see films and we try to know uh, more about it so maybe it's oak uh, mm, not oak but it's also <laughs> it's also uh, a sort of like an introduction to more uh, like deeper world uh, and I have to say I loved uh, Boys Don't Cry it was my favorite film when I was a child I I saw it and I really identified with the girl and I didn't see a trans person eh? like it's kind of like they when they talked about it I was like but no but that's like my favorite film and she wasn't trans she was just a butch girl who's trying to uh, but so I did see a lesbian who was trying to just be lesbianing about and it made me happy and of course the rape scene uh um every time I see that part it's painful right the the whole um what's that when People take away your clothes and stuff. It's the violation. It was. It is always painful, and of course, that's from a different, for a different reason. Uh, that, uh, but I, yeah, it's such an emotional thing. And I have to say that we should never look. We will never find ourselves in televisions and movies and books. We're not lucky enough to have that representation, and so I think we should work 
towards in community like in in day-to-day people and like just we have to look inwards not outwards to find ourselves because the world is fucking disappointing and we'll never find a great representation and i never saw myself in anywhere still i don't see myself anywhere but if i'm like oh i don't see myself so i must suck i should not have that mentality and maybe i should look more if your world is limiting if your your trans history is based on european uh, books then you might not find what you're looking for so i always think it's better to not be uh, boxed into places and countries and your location but just grow and uh, look sprout sprouts sprout away people sprouts nee ik ook soms wat zeggen <laughs> babe like stop giving me things to edit you know i'm gonna keep them all so uh but i mean uh sprouts yourself mean like just look outside your world because there might be more nicer representation and nicer feelings and nicer experience for you so don't think that the few people on earth would give you what you want and what i just wanted to add about the representation is that i think it's also it's not just for shaping yourself that it's important to have representation but it's also for the rest of the world to get to know you and what makes boys don't cry so great is that like you can see different things in it and it it is a positive representation because it shows something that you could be and at the same time it shows the world the consequences of you being you and that's what makes it a good film it has both sides and representation is not always positive but the neg- also the negative one is necessary and we do create a thicker skin to protect ourselves so it's not easy to hurt us or to break our spirits and so we understand that the world is so super hard and we do deal with different things differently like we don't just crumble and cry if a person calls you like so like whenever people call you names we don't just cry and like hide we, we do go forward but it sometimes it would be nice if the word stop i don't know the word sometimes sucks but we're very hopeful right because now there is more things to look forward to and like the youth that like that's us we're grown and have positions to change things and we do have voices and of course we can't look back in history and look at ourselves but we will create uh, materials and stuff for the coming people so they will never have to suffer in issues like I didn't see myself I hope like that would be a time like I, I'm sure there would be a time because even in five years we've seen a lot of changes and like all this activism and things will will play a part and then we will be like and imagine what a joy it will be for the rest of the world you know like how things like RuPaul's Drag Race are so mainstream now yeah. there's so many people who could learn a lot and and enjoy a lot of things that that uh, LGBTQ people do but that that like any type of minority you're just you're just missing out yourself if you're excluded different people create brings about like the most beautiful thing when we put us when we put together we're adorable yes we are and so if you're like stuck in your old views and like in your i don't know rubbishness you're missing a lot so just try to be open to new things because 
new things are fun. Could be scary, but you might like it. And in case you're wondering, other people do love you. Yeah, we do love you. Because loving is easy. So we love you. Enjoy your week. Look after your mental health and your well-being. This has been Theology with Theo and Laura.